You are listening to the Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, the everyday medium, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hi, Lumineers. Welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, the everyday medium. And today I have with me Marshawn Kramer online all the way from California. Hi, Marshawn. Hi, good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Lumineers. It's early out here in Cali. How are you guys doing? How's everybody? We're doing great. Colleen, Jesse, everyone here says hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting up early. Yes, I'm on my third cup of coffee. Oh, so nice. I do have yeah. my watered down decaf sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you for being here because I wanted to talk to you about Griff's gift. Okay, okay. And I think you know what this is. And yes. a lot of Lumineers know the work that you're doing, right. but maybe don't understand why or the benefit that you're getting from it. So if you okay. could kind of inform us and give us a bit of a backstory of what Griff's gift is and kind of where it came from, and then we can talk about the whys and the benefits of it. Okay, so... um we had a tragedy and Griffin lost his life. And um, I don't want to talk about that because I'll have to pull out my tissues. So I'll just tell you where it took me. Um, my friend pulled me aside and said that Griffin was having trouble crossing over and that I needed to go to a medium that she knew. And she said that Griffin was saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, in her ear, my friend, my dear friend's ear, not the medium. So of course I went and um, I was in there about four and a half hours and it felt like 15 minutes. And she told me all the details um, of what happened to Griffin. And I had never experienced anything like that growing up Catholic. I was told by my grandmother not to do that. Um, I don't think she meant so much mediums, but like fortune tellers on the side of the road. Right. I don't think I had a clue what a medium was. And um so as time mounted up, this wasn't um, this woman who's a beautiful woman's uh, full-time thing. And she um, actually hid her gift some, somewhat because she's also Catholic. And um, so uh, I couldn't talk to her as much as I wanted to. And I was having a lot of trouble just getting out of bed and stuff. And so um, I always wanted to, I had this... Um, like fantasy, I guess, of having, writing a book about Griff. She told me I'd write a book that night. She told me everything in detail. And um, so one night when I couldn't sleep, which was many nights, um, something popped up on the screen and it was conversations and it was uh, channeling Jesus. And I started to, to giggle like, oh my goodness gracious, this is what gives mediums a bad name. Like, <laughs> How corny is this or cheesy is this? And I don't know what made me push it. I guess it was three o'clock in the morning and I was like, why not? And I think I was looking at like how to make spaghetti and meatballs. Like that's literally how it popped up. And um, so <laughs> I could not believe what I heard. And I was in amazement. And I, I don't think I slept for three days watching. So I returned to Michelle, the medium here in California. 
And when I walked in the room, she said, who is Jamie? Griffin keeps on saying, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. And um, she goes, I literally see you lying on your bed with a can of Coke. I was a big Diet Coke addict and water with your computer on your lap. And Griffin is literally sitting beside you pointing to what he wants you to watch. And she goes, literally, Marshawn, if there was a scientist there with an infrared special light, they could not deny that he's there's spirit there. Like he was literally directing me to Jamie. And I said, this is the woman I was telling you about that I watched channeling Jesus that I thought you guys have such a beautiful glow about you that I wanted you to watch her. Cause I know if y'all met, you would very much get along. It's just funny how the mediums I've gone to are very angelic, blonde, beautiful, uh, air quotes, normal, <laughs> you know, I expected, I don't know, a head wrap or something and beads and I didn't get that at all. I got very, very loving you and her people. Well, let's pause here for a second because I, I want to clarify a few things. You keep mentioning Griffin, but who is Griffin to you? Griffin's my son. He's my firstborn. He was 18 years old and a senior in high school. And he um, died um, and he could have been saved. And that's all on Griff's gift on um, the blog, his backstory of what happened that night and um, uh, he could have been saved had 911 been called, but he wasn't, um, he was hidden in a room and um, yeah. So I woke up to a phone call that no parent ever wants to receive and he had lied to me about where he was. He told me that he was with his girlfriend um, that he had been dating at the time and he was 18. He was a senior in high school. He never spent the night out and um, uh, wow. So, uh, like 1045 the next day, I got a call, um, that there had been a tragedy. There had been a tragic accident where the word, the mom said, I didn't even get called by the police. And, um, so we went to court and there were felonies and, um, I don't know. It's just the medium told me everything that was going to happen and everything that happened came true, that we were going to go to court, how many people were going to get arrested, everything. So I, I yeah. have so many questions. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what it's like to transition a child. Yeah, and, you don't want to know. Yeah. Um so I do want to be you know re I want to be respectful of it but but at the same time I I guess I would just be so honored if and and you are being so open about it mm -hmm. and talking about it. Mm -hmm. I see the value in it. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that others who are out there maybe needing that kind of support or needing that kind of community where you can talk about those that we've transitioned over, that at the moment of death, they don't just disappear out of our lives. They continue mm -hmm. to be in a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. So please do help me like with that okay. verbiage. If, if you find that yes. I'm stepping over something that that no. is valuable, I would love for you to highlight that. No, 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 no. Um, there's not a day that goes by um, where Griffin's not talked about in our home with my friends out of my mouth. To me, I'm not delusional. Like I know he's transitioned. I know he's not going to walk through the door in his human form, but he's in no way not in my life anymore. He's still my son. Um, that didn't change at all. A matter of fact, I have a whole new view on death. Um, when I listened to the first recordings, when I uh, met you, when I did make contact with you, it kind of makes me 
my heart warm now how far I've come. I have a long way to go, but um, I had to go to a doctor basically and be put on so much medication basically to get out of bed, get up, go to bed, smile, try to live, stay alive. Um, I wanted to kill myself, to be honest with you. Um, I just didn't want to be here anymore. And so it made me look into a whole world that I knew nothing about. I always considered myself a spiritual person. But when I realized through you, um, when I finally made contact with you, first of all, that was the biggest joy of my life. Thank you. You saved me. Um, because like, like my dad says, being a professor, you can have doctor in front of your name, but you could have made all seasons school. So there's a big difference in mediums and you yourself as a mom will know, um, or a person you'll know, you just, you just know, um, that you're talking to your son and there's nothing off limits that you can ask me about Griff. It's not, I don't look at it morbid anymore. I look at it that, um, he actually, uh, how do I say this without people taking it wrong? He actually has the better end of the deal because he sees me, he sees his brother, his father, he sees his friends, although he got the worst end of the deal, losing his life even more than I got. And I had to acknowledge that at one point because he did say to me, mom, I lost everything, you know, because I was making it all about me. And um, who was I after I lost my son and just all those things that you go through and right. Yeah. And, um, but now it's like, I have a, I have a, um, my sense of humor has saved me. I joke about dying. Like if someone dies, I'll go lucky bastard. You know, <laughs> you know, that's I, something I really like about you. And, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy working with you. We've been recording Griff's gift now for a few years. Right. Yeah. I've lost count, but I know that I look forward to it. And if I miss a week, I'm, I'm offbeat. I just know it saved <laughs> me. Yeah. Well, you um, have this way of being extremely vulnerable and you have that sense of humor where you can laugh at something so tragic and put the, the humor and the joy back into it. That's not rude or right. uh, disrespectful, but you know, some people would look at that and say, Oh my God, you're just being so careless. That's not vulnerable at all. You're not, right. you know, just opening up to the depths of your soul. You're just being haphazard. And I don't feel like you are that way at all. You're able to be very vulnerable and talk about this again and again and again each day, which, right. you know, has to bring up the wound one more time. And right. you're strong enough to say, yeah, that's what it is. And I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it until like I no longer need it. Right. Exactly. And I, um, I didn't have um, everyone's support in my family. I didn't have my dad's. He's an atheist. Um, my mom comes to every session because she's even like patted me on the back or gave me a hug, love. Uh, Marshawn, you did what you said you were going to do, even though you didn't have everyone's support. And I feel like um, if I could contribute somehow to making death looked at differently, because we all have that ticket. And I think we all put it aside, like it's not going to happen to us. And it's just a guarantee and it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, and to show you that your relationship still can continue. I mean, it's insulting to say that death ends love because it doesn't at all. Right. You know, 
I have a few questions. You mentioned your dad's an atheist. You mentioned you were raised Catholic. You were also raised in the South of the United States here in Georgia. Yes. Did these kind of influences in your life kind of support you in searching for a medium? Did they encourage you or really was it that much of a brick wall? Um, I feel like um, my dad, I have to pay him respects that he's a, he was a professor of, and a dean of philosophy, logic, poli-sci, and a dean of academics at Oxford of Emory. And um, he did not tell us his beliefs growing up. And I really respect him for that. It wasn't until I was fully grown adult, had my own kids, that we had a talk in my backyard about what he believed. And he believed lights out, lights out. And it was hard to believe that he believed that way. But I have to give him credit for not pushing anything on us. But being raised in the Bible, though, I did go to every church available, Baptist, every church with my friends, church camp. You know, if you're not saved, you're going to hell. I came home crying one time from school to my mom, and she's Catholic. So she said for me to go ask the little girl who the hell she thinks she is to tell me that. And, um, (laughs) yeah. And I've gotten more support from people um, in the South than I thought I would, um, because they've lost people and I'm willing to ask about, and some of them were my friends that have died early. And, um, I think that we're, we're all desperate to make that connection. And I think we all want to know at the end of the day, what's really behind that veil and how thin is that veil? Right. So, Mm-hmm. What what you're sharing is that you have in your Griff's gift session, you mm-hmm. start off and you talk to your family, you talk to all the spirits that are there. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of spirit right. shows up for right. you. You have definitely have a team that is spectacular. Right. And you I say agree. hi to your son. Mm-hmm. Then you have a certain topic you guys chat about, whether it's questions right. about your day-to-day life or something about the beyond or a little bit more deeper. And then for the last half of your session, you provide it to your viewers, your listeners, people who right. send in questions, which if you're just now recognizing Griff's gift and you haven't done this before, you can send in your questions to griffsgift at gmail.com. And we'll put all the links even to the YouTube channel Griff's Gift down below so that you can watch the videos and that you can send in your questions. So Marshawn doesn't just have her team there. Off to the side, there's always three to sometimes more, (laughs) 10 of spirits I've never seen before. And they're showing up because they know their family has submitted a question and Marshawn is going to engage in them. And it's creating a community on the other side from what I'm seeing. Mm Because it's even though the focus is on Griff and the focus is on your son and how he sees things, he is so willing to bring other spirits forward and your Mm -hmm. mother is so involved in helping younger children who have passed over Mm -hmm. children like you say children who have passed over yeah and there's a nickname for her we i don't know if it was grip griff or who nicknamed it camp marianne and she really holds sessions with these kids like uh christopher gregor um one of the other nfl wives came um uh, we've become very tight through this, and um, we made a pact actually 
and I'll just tell you it's to not kill ourselves. Like if I've got to stay, you've got to stay. And, and if you don't have a child transition, you may not understand that, but it's not a day that goes by that I don't read on Facebook, a mom that says, I want to die today. Um, it's a very, uh, and, and I can't even imagine the moms that have lost two kids, three kids, not that numbers matter, but if I didn't have Dylan, I can honestly say I probably would have left this world. And, um, because I have a son to raise here, I stay, but we make deals with each other. But Christopher came forward mm. and it's, it's Kenyatta's son. She, he died in a drowning and, um, she struggled also to stay alive. She has two kids to raise. And, uh, he thanked me and said, my mom really does hold sessions. And I said, what is it about my mom that you like? I know what I like about her. And, um, he said, the way she's so direct and the way she delivers things to us. And if we're tripping or we're still like have those human traits that get us tripped up, she'll just talk with us and get us calmed down. And, and, um, you know, Griffin refers to her as a backpack. He's like, <laughs> you can have this backpack when you get here. Cause when she was transitioning, I begged her to please take Griff care of Griffin until I got there. And she's really kept her word to me. And I don't think she leaves him alone for a second. Oh, no, so she doesn't. Glad. Yeah. And Jamie, we've met so many amazing spirits in general, but the kids that we've met, I don't know if you notice it, but I have the chills right now. Um, how much they grow, like how much they evolve, like yeah. when they first come in, they're shy and they like Christopher Gregoire with the beautiful face and beautiful hair. Remember he stood Love back his and hair. called me ma'am and. And last time he was like the first to talk and like, it just gives me the chills. Like they're evolving and growing there and we get to watch that. And it, 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 um, it really gives a voice to many other spirits. Yes. Yeah. yes. And it gives moms hope. And, you know, I've met moms that can't get out of their house. Um, uh, Dylan Barr's mom um, died in a tragic car accident on spring break. I mean, nobody expects that knock to come at your door, you know, and now I'm watching him grow and sharing that with his mom and hopefully soon, you know, she'll be able to walk out and get her mail or do the simple th things that, you know, when I was in therapy at first, like, hey, if I get up at noon and go get a Starbucks, I've done something for the day. It is really hard to put one foot in front of the other when you lose a child. Uh, see, this is the very thing I love about you is you talk so simple about these feelings that most of us want to avoid and run from and hide and are ashamed of. And you are normalizing, you know, all the variations of grief that we have and, and what it does for us. You're saying, no, I won't be quiet about this. And no. no, it's not pretty, but that doesn't say, that doesn't mean I can't talk about it and talk about it in a way where it's, you know, productive, helpful, supportive. Right, exactly. I mean, I'll be very um, vulnerable because I really want people to feel normal if they're going through this. I pulled out a butcher knife in front of my son. I'm not proud of it, but I will in the very beginning, and it was a big butcher knife. And ironically, I wanted to stab myself in the heart because I just wanted it to go away. Like I couldn't take it anymore. And I can't believe I did that in front of my son who called my sister in Georgia, Sage, and they ended up coming out. But that I was willing to um, snap like that in front of my son just shows you the amount of pain that it's just, I don't know how to describe the pain, but I've also known another mother 
that had a gun that I had to contact the husband to make sure she didn't keep the gun. Um, I thought it was too dangerous for her to ha have access to a gun um, because that moment can pass and, and with a gun that's so quick, you know? And I've overdosed, um, not wanting to, but I mixed a few things on July 4th. And I don't know if we've done a reading about it, Jamie. Um, Dylan just, I had to get Dylan's permission to talk about it. He said, Mom, could you just act a little less excited about dying? <laughs> because, but I heard Griffin and I heard a lot of people. And um, I'll tell you that death is right here. Like it's, it's right beside me. It's not up and away. I heard Griffin. I heard like auditorium full of people. I would imagine it's all the spirits that I've met, you know. Um, it was harder to stay alive. It would have been so easy to lean into it and go. And I'm talking, I took barely anything. So kids out there that are listening, if you mix things, be really careful because I didn't have that intention. And, I, and to be honest, I've taken way more than that before and nothing happened. So you have to be really careful because it happened so fast. And if they had gone to see the fireworks and left me, they thought I was sleeping. Um, I would be with Griffin right now, for sure. See, and, this, yeah. One of the things I really enjoy is watching you grow uh -huh. and watching you provide self-care and watching you learn how to advocate for yourself right. and finding the happiness in living. Right. You know, I mean, right. Yes, in this brief conversation, we've talked about some really dark things that people right. normally would not put to words. And when people listen to them, your gut reaction is, oh my God, I, I can't hear this. I need to walk away. Like, this is not for me. This right. is morbid. This is awful. But it's life. And right. a lot of us has found ourselves in that kind of a position. So if that's you, Lumineer, who has found yourself in that kind of position, and you don't know where to kind of lay down your roots and talk about it and hold it with acceptance and with care. I mean, you can listen into Griff's gift. You can listen to somebody else who is brave enough to just kind of throw it out there and yeah. talk her way through it in a very public manner. Right. You had mentioned before uh, another NFL wife, but we never got to the point of how an NFL wife relates to you. Oh, I was married um, to an NFL quarterback. He was in the NFL uh, or played pro for 13 years. He played two years in Calgary in the CFL Canada. And he had been playing football since he was like five years old. We were together since we were 17 childhood sweethearts. And he got very sick from playing football. CTE is what it's called. And it's, um, it's a buildup of too much tau in your brain from being hit. And it also causes ALS, which is the ice bucket challenge, if you don't know what that is. Um, uh, it's killed a lot of beautiful people. And almost a whole team around Eric that he played with have committed suicide, including Junior Seau, Chris Gedney, uh, Rashawn Salam, the list just goes on and on. It's so painful. And these were beautiful men. And we didn't know that football could cause this. Now it's aware and it's mainstream. There's a movie concussion that Will Smith starred in. Um, 
there's a book out called The Truth Doesn't Have a Side by Dr. Bennett Omalo. And um, we have a private wives page and the stories are eerily similar. And I was suffering in a 5,000 square foot home with a man that was um, diagnosed with bipolar and I didn't know what was going on. This change was so significant. Um, I was either his queen or I ruined his world. And um, he was really hard on the kids or he was really sweet. It was really confusing. And um, the wives didn't talk and the players didn't talk because when you play football, you're taught to be strong and not talk about anything. And um, turned out uh, the same thing was happening next door in everyone's house. The stories are so eerily similar. Mm. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's really nice you guys have that support group. Yeah. If the page was public, I'll be honest with you, the NFL would be shut down by noon. Um, the stories are that painful and that eerily similar. And um, I can tell you for young kids watching that think football is your way out or um, that money brings happiness. I was hiding from my husband who I was in love with. He was the love of my life behind the couch. I would park my car down the street because I was so afraid of him. I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't heard of CTE. I, I knew something was wrong. My family knew something was wrong. He had a, had a couple psychotic episodes, but we had to hide it or he would have lost his job. Um, so he would get an antipsychotic drug. He would land and then he would be back the way he was. But I, I couldn't put my finger on what was happening to this man that I knew since childhood, but it was, it was a dramatic before and after. And it's really sad. He's still alive. He survived his suicide. Um, Jamie helped me through that, saved my life. And Junior Sales came and explained what a, a concussion is. And so I got, <laughs> we, <we'd, laughs> I haven't had a boring last uh, nine years, you know, <laughs> I was going through a nasty divorce when Griffin died. And then Eric put a gun through his head. And um, to you'd have to know Eric to, to know how strange that is. He played all, all three sports. He's type A personalities. He was a beautiful man, extremely intelligent, wanted to be a doctor, had many choices in life. Actually, when he came to the college level, they asked him to choose between baseball and football, and he chose football. And it cost him his life, and he doesn't even know he's sick. On some days, you can catch him and he's like, maybe it's a possibility I have CTE. And then he'll say, who is football killed? And it's painful to watch. And it's, it's mostly sad for our son that's on earth with me, Dylan, because it's confusing because there's your dad's body, but it's not your dad anymore. If that makes sense, I'm sure he sees glimpses of him, but he's definitely not here anymore. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to share that because that is a part of the sessions that you yeah. have, you do cover some of these topics yeah. and you do help some of the NFL mm -hmm. wives. It's scary too, because Griffin um, knew since the third month he crossed over that his dad was going to attempt suicide. What he didn't know is he wasn't going to be successful, which sounds like a strange way to put it, but um, uh, there's no judgment here and I'm not um, Eric. And I don't know what it feels like to have a concussion and and live through that. I would imagine dying would probably be a relief, to be honest with you. From what I've heard, uh, Junior Sale said he had a pain in his head so bad, and they don't all have the same symptoms, but I guess 
uh, if you remember, Jamie, I don't know, help me out, but he said he wanted to put a knife in the back of his head to release pressure, like he had a headache night and day, but it wasn't your normal headache, that there's no pain pill for it. And um, it wouldn't go away. And I mean, talk about a beautiful man. He had everything to live for, beautiful children. He was a movie star in San Diego. Um, there was no reason to die. So CTE is very, very real and um, very sad. And I hope everybody that makes the choice to play football really educates so, themselves. Yeah. Yes. So in looking at these different elements with the CTE, with the, you know, transitioning the sun that was kind of just left mm -hmm. alone, uh, not helped, left mm -hmm. behind, and kind of the, the struggles with belief systems and everything that you've gone through, accidental overdose, how does Griff's gift benefit you? Like, what is it giving to you and why do you keep showing up to put this out there into the world? I feel like um, with you, my chemistry with you is so deep. Um, I don't know if we we have lived one life together that I know of. So sweet. <laughs> but I just feel like um, very comfortable with you. And I, I feel like with all the spirits that come that they have like a big... Um, part in it too like I feel like it's a movement on their part to get the word out about death's not scary and you know we're all going there and tell us and share with us what we're going to see and to help educate with CTE he's with all the players and um, I've had so many people that I feel that it's really saves me they thank me for saving them but it saves me it just feels so damn good to help somebody like to make a difference like that. And I think the next step is Buddhism for me to look into, um, to see if it's possible to not suffer. Um, I got chased out of a <laughs> health food store cause I'm getting my hormones balanced and losing weight and stuff, all the stuff that um, I really went downhill after Griffin died, I lost eight teeth. I, um, my blood pressure made me lose my vision for three days. Um, your body wants to be, what is it called, Jamie, in homeostasis or whatever, right? Yep. So now I'm, we're a few years down the line. So now I feel like signs happen. Like now I want to see if it's possible. Griffin says it is and says they're very happy when their mothers are happy. And when you, your kid first transitions, you feel guilt if you feel happiness. So now I want to look into Buddhism and suffering and, um, how do you have a sun transition and still have joy in your life and be okay with that? And then I want to share that with other moms. And I just feel that it'll keep graduating with my growth. You know what I mean? Because before I just wanted to die and I didn't want to get out of bed. Now I get out of bed. Now I want to look in the, like I'm taking care of myself. I'm losing weight. I'm wanting not to be in big pharma because that's where I was headed. Diabetes, all that just because I didn't care, you know? And um, I feel like now um, Griffin is helping me show people that a relationship can still continues with your help and everyone that comes. And God, we've met some really cool people, not only kids, but adults. And 
Yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. I mean, some really cool people. Like, I feel like I know more people that are dead than alive now. And I don't know. I know a lot of people, Jamie. I've lived in a lot of places with Eric. <laughs> hey, welcome to right? my exactly. world. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny because sometimes, Jamie, you guys will tilt the camera and go, can you see this? And it reminds me of when I was a kid and I hung out with a girl that her mother only spoke Portuguese and she'd start speaking Portuguese to me. Like, if you're going to be around here, you better learn. Like Jamie's like, you better start seeing them, you know? And I feel like <laughs> you're going to tilt the camera one day and I will see, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I hope everybody else does. I just cross my fingers every right. time because sometimes they're so close and so real and they're getting up in front of the camera and I'm like, Oh my God, I better tilt the camera so we can both be right. on there. And I think, I, just I thank God for you, and I don't think you hear this enough. And um, I, I'm assuming, and, and change me if I'm wrong, but it had to have been painful at times having your gift. Um, not only because you have to deliver a lot of bad news sometimes, what was considered bad news, because I remember a boy on the news caught my attention. His dad killed him, and you knew exactly where he was. And I called the detective, and they found him. And it was exactly like you had said, and it's got to be painful seeing that stuff and seeing Griff's death and seeing the pictures they show you and um, just thank you. Like, thank God for you that you accepted um, your gift that you have because you don't know, Jamie, like I don't, I honestly, without you, don't think Dylan would have me here. I don't think I'd be here. I've gotten too dark. I've gone to some really dark places um, where death just sounded like the only option or would be such a relief, yeah. you know? And um, I think of now because of meeting um, Christopher Gregoire's mom, Kenyatta, NFL wives, you know, um, the other people that are living without children, I feel like um, if they can get up, I can get up. And if I can get up, then they can get up. And you know what I mean? And vice versa. And with you, everybody loves you. And I just don't think you get told that enough. And um, your gift is, I've never seen anything like it. I don't really scope out mediums, but we got a, a reading from Teresa Caputo in front of 3000 people. Griffin's pretty persistent. She said that they asked her, how do you choose who you're going to read? She said the person that's bugging her the most. Does that remind you of Griff, Jamie? <laughs> He was the yes. first one out out of 3,000 people. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. He's strong. You remember when he first came in and you met him, he looked too real. It spooked you out. Spooked the crap right. out of me. It really right. did. Right. I really enjoyed getting to know him. And thank you. That was really sweet of you to acknowledge, you know, me in this. That was... I mean that. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the love, Marshawn. <laughs> no, I love you with all my heart. And I thank God for you because just the little critique that I've gotten um, off comments or whatever, just in my lifetime, even before Griffin died, I'm so sensitive. And um, I can't imagine, you know, what you felt sometimes when your friends, when you tilt the camera, they can't see what you see and um, just what you've had to go through mentally to accept your gift, number one, to be in the South, number two, and just to, mm -hmm. just to accept it, you know, um, that you're who you are. For our Lumineers who don't know much about Griff's gift and Marshawn Kramer here, who has 
started this a few years ago in honor of her son and bringing people together with their loved ones on the other side. How often do you release videos and what are the formats that you use? Okay. Um, we talk every Tuesday um, with the exception of if someone takes a vacation or something. So it's like my Tuesday therapy session. So um, if you submit a question, the Griff's Gifts, um, I will get it. I will write it down and we will eventually get it get to it if we don't get to it that day. Um, my editor is a beautiful man named Hugh from Ireland and he comes and gets the readings and then he puts them up. There's actually a Facebook page, Griff's Gifts. And so they flow down and my page is public. My life, I just put it all on public, Instagram, everything. And if you ever have someone you want me to talk to or um, even celebrities, I'm willing to listen. You know, I'm, the next person I want to talk to is Buddha, to be honest with you. But yeah, oh, really? because I, okay, cool. I did get chased down. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about Buddhism. The lady said, you have a light about you. And um, it was funny. And she gave me these books about introduction to Buddhism. And they wanted me to come. It's uh, like a town over from me. They have a group. And I'm very interested in it. It was something my mom was going to look into before she transitioned. And she was raised strict, strict Catholic. But, you know, they all lead to the same place. And that's love, you know. Marshawn, I can't thank you enough for being here, waking up early and sharing to all the Lumineers about the work that you've been doing and what you find so important about it. Do you have anything that you want to leave the Lumineers with? Yes, I want to say that um, thank you for um, watching and your comments and the kindness and the love. It is so felt. And I also want to say that um, I... I'm very honest and I try to make myself vulnerable. And in that, I'll tell you that I do have ADD. I've been diagnosed formally with ADHD. <laughs> so I, I over talk a lot and I don't know why I do that, but I'm working on it. And I want to apologize for that because I interrupt a lot and I don't mean to, but to be honest with you, I consider it like you get to be a fly on the wall. And this is my conversation with heaven. And it's my journey that I'm being vulnerable and I don't leave anything out. I share everything. My purpose is to show how I'm surviving, how I'm staying alive and, and what it's like on the other side and what Griff can share with us and stuff. And some stuff I still can't wrap my head around. Like there's no linear time. My mom, they got so frustrated with me. My mom said, well, you'll just get the details when you get here, sweetheart. Some of it's still so above my head, but I can honestly say thank you, Jamie. Because I've learned so much and I'm not afraid to die anymore at all. And I don't think anyone should be afraid, you know, and I love it. I just love working with you. And you're very welcome. <laughs> I, I don't know how to take this much gratitude. Yeah. Like you're very well, welcome. Thank Griff, he led me to you. <laughs> oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. So I would love to have you back on the podcast. Maybe we can bring Griffin in and we can give him a okay. taste of kind of what we do. But for now, head over to Griff's Gift on YouTube. And Lumineers, thank you so much for being here, for listening, for lending us your time. I so appreciate it. Remember, it's not woo-woo. It's true-true. And Marshawn, thank you so much for being here. Have a spectacular rest of your California thank you. day. I love everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. 
The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on the Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from the Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com and subscribe to the Lighter Side Network, Lumineers. I'll see you there. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.